Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. message that this conveys is that unless things change, unless the arms race is reversed, we're heading toward this midnight from which there can be no break. The doomsday clock has been set to 90 seconds to midnight, the closest it has ever been to global annihilation of the planet. The members of the Science and Security Board move the hands of the doomsday clock forward, largely though not exclusively, because of the mounting dangers in the war in Ukraine. We move the clock forward the closest it has ever been to midnight. It is now 90 seconds to midnight. Hundreds of thank you are not hundreds of thanks. All of us can use thousands of wars in discussions, but I cannot put wars instead of guns that are needed against Russian artillery. It is in your power to guarantee such artillery and any aircraft defense that will crush terror. It is in your power to make the victory. So may your decisions hit accurately. Germany to provide Poland approval this week to send thousands of heavy battle tanks into Ukraine. We will also deliver battle tanks to Ukraine, Leopard 2 tanks. That is the result of a a very close and intense discussions with our partners, with our allies. Our aim is to deliver two tank battalions together with our allies. There are many countries that want to join in. We will coordinate it and include these countries. We will train Ukrainian crews here. Uh, We uh, will make logistics available, replenishment, and we will also allow partner countries to deliver these tanks. There are many citizens in this country that are worried because of uh, uh, this decision and the dimensions that uh, this uh, uh, type of arm brings about. Please trust us, trust the government. We are fighting a war against Russia and not against each other. Thank you. American lawmakers urge U.S. to ship Abrams frontline battle tanks to Ukraine. Reuters reports breaking. The Biden administration is leaning towards sending a significant number of Abrams M1 tanks to Ukraine. And the announcement of deliveries could start this week, U.S. official says. Today, I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine, the equivalent of one Ukrainian battalion. Secretary Austin has recommended this step because it will enhance the Ukraine's capacity to defend its territory and achieve its strategic objectives. The Abrams tanks are the most capable tanks in the world. They're also extremely complex to operate and maintain. So we're also giving Ukraine the parts and equipment necessary to effectively sustain these tanks on the battlefield. Got a shocking video of scores of F-16s spinning around in the air in Denmark in an attack exercise on the Russians.
nuclear war. And George Soros has crawled out from under his rock or climbed up out of hell. Stories up on Infowars.com. George Soros urged use of Eastern European soldiers to reduce the risk of body bags for NATO countries in a New World Order article. They say New World Order. I'm afraid to ask, but what nuclear options does Russia have? Well, Russia has a lot of nuclear options, and so does NATO. And I don't think that either side would deliberately initiate the use of nuclear weapons. But the concern is that when you have a war, things get out of control sometimes. All right, folks. And there this are is the American Journal. Ways. That is the latest on Band.Video. NWO pushes global catastrophe closer to the edge of midnight. We'll talk about that and so much more on today's episode. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll do the Daily Dispatch on the other side. It's Wednesday, February 1st, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Another freezing cold day here in Texas. Woke up with our power going out. I think it's nice. It's kind of like a little preparation. It's actually extremely bizarre. I don't know what was causing this, but it's like the whole horizon would light up this crazy turquoise, and then the power would like flicker on for a second and then flicker off again. And uh, so it's it's nice. It's preparing us either for the inevitable downfall of civilization as less and less meritorious operators are in control of our basic infrastructure and we eventually end up without things we take for granted these days, or a nuclear apocalypse, either or, really. They're one and the same, the basic outcome. So it's uh, sort of like we're getting practice here. And you you realize, times like this, yeah, we need rules. <laughs> like I, I like, I'm typically a libertarian. I typically have this perhaps unfounded belief that people are able to take care of themselves. But then the traffic lights go out and you see what barbarians humans really are. I, now, you know, I have this platform speaking to a lot of people. I'd like to make a public service announcement. Maybe I can save some lives. Just because the power light, the, uh, the traffic light, the stoplight isn't on, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist anymore. You should still stu- – I, I, people don't know this apparently. When the power is out and the traffic light is out, you're supposed to treat it like a stop sign. Do people not know this? Like it's it's crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. People are just driving right through the intersection, just full speed as if like it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It doesn't happen as much in Texas. Growing up, everybody just knew what to do. You just treat it like a four-way stop. Everybody takes a stop. So especially if there's a lot of traffic, you know, like this direction goes, then this direction goes, then the turning lanes go, then this direction, and that's the best way for everybody to get through. I remember living in D.C. a couple years ago, and there would be times where, like, there would be huge lines at the stoplight in every direction, and every once in a while, you know, you'd have a line of cars go in their appropriate time, and then the cars behind them would go, then the cars behind them would go, and then the cars behind – so you're sitting there just watching this stream of cars go by as if – and you're sitting there going – well, when's it going to be my turn? What the hell? And it's just like, okay, maybe we do need rules. Maybe people are just incompetent and incapable of just discerning reality for themselves and deciding what to do for themselves. They literally are just like like robots. And if they don't have a direction, if they aren't being told what to do, they just create danger. They just do whatever the hell they want, and it 
it doesn't it's not safe <laughs> it's not safe for anybody it's not safe for the rule following people it's not safe for the non-rule following people so yeah it's a little, little taste of the of the future for us here in texas uh, today but we all made it in we made it here we all sat in our cars for long enough to let it all defrost because that's what we do I don't scrape ice. That's why I live in Texas, specifically so I don't have to scrape ice off of a windshield, so I refuse to do it. But anyway, we're all here. We have, uh, we've braved the storms and the ice and the snow and the idiots on the road to be here safe and sound. Uh, hope everybody out there is doing well also. Let's go ahead and get into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. Right here it is, folks. Your daily dispatch for Wednesday, the first of February. Hey, everybody! It's Black History Month. It's Black History Month. It's Black History Month. I know this because I keep being told it everywhere I look. Google is telling me it. It's already on my calendar over and over again. Apple is telling me it when I turn on the TV. They're telling me it. Uh, everybody needs to know it's Black History Month. It's Black History Month. It's Black History Month. Uh, will we be talking about Black History? No, we won't. Your first story, former UK defense minister says NATO may need to send ground forces to Ukraine. It's just, you know, we have to now. We may need to send ground forces to Ukraine. (laughs) We don't want to, but we, I guess we have to. The domino theory was once used to great effect in order to manipulate the American public into supporting the Vietnam War. But will the same narrative work to get the West to support World War III with Russia? Former UK defense minister, Sir Gerald Howarth, Ugh, that's an unfortunate name. Seems to think so as he used this exact claim to justify NATO boots on the ground in Ukraine. It should be noted that a large percentage of the American populace and most of Europe have no interest whatsoever in engaging with Russia and possibly its allies in all-out war. But the establishment appears intent on forcing the issue anyway. The delivery of NATO – well, that's because we're defending democracy. You see, see, we're defending democracy. So just because the vast majority of the population doesn't want to go to war for the sake of democracy, we're going to. Wait a second. Wait a second. I sense an inconsistency here. That must be the Russian propaganda I've been reading from uh, Danny Haifong on Twitter. NATO destroyed Yugoslavia. NATO destroyed Afghanistan and Iraq. NATO destroyed Libya. NATO destroyed Syria. But sure, NATO's liberating Ukraine from Russia. This time, this time it's different though. No, I know every other time it's been it's been a lie. Every other time it's been a horrific disaster for no benefit whatsoever. Millions dead, depleted uranium, et cetera, et cetera. But this time though, but this time actually, but this time it's different. So get in line. Incredible stuff. States miss deadlines to address Colorado River water crisis. Pressure builds on California. Seven states that depend on the Colorado River have failed to meet a Tuesday deadline for agreeing on a water use reduction plan, raising the likelihood of more friction as the West grapples with how to manage the shrinking river. You know what I think we should do? We should probably import several million people and send them to live there and use the water that is uh, increasingly scarce. You know what I think we need is is a couple million more people to be dependent on that water. Maybe that will solve the problem. You know what we should really do is turn the desert into farmland while destroying the farmland and selling it to Bill Gates so he can consign it to you know manufacturing of uh, chemical swill. Pretty uh, 
stupid stuff here. In a bid to influence federal officials after contentious negotiations reached an impasse, six of the seven states submitted a last-minute proposal outlining possible cuts to help prevent uh, reservoirs from falling to dangerously low levels, presenting a unified front while leaving out California, which uses the single largest share of the river. Why can't they all just team up against California? That's what I don't understand. You got Arizona, California, Nevada, New Mexico, Utah, and Wyoming all sort of on the same on the same page. And then you got California being like, you can't have water for your neighborhoods because we need it to grow almonds in the desert. Literally, that's what they're saying. I'll, I'll get into this story more later. But I don't see why the other states are just like, you know what? This is ours now. California, you have the sea. Good luck with that. Have fun. Uh you know, dehydrating to death. That'd be my solution. Destroy California. Meanwhile, GOP-led House votes to end vaccine mandates for healthcare workers. <laughs> Republicans nearly unanimously vote to support the Freedom for Healthcare Workers Act, repealing the Biden mandate. While the Democrats insist on v- voting against it, they want more healthcare workers fired because they refuse to get the shots that we know don't work so i was talking about this yesterday on the war room with uh, peter mccullough uh, dr peter mccullough i should say respectfully and it really does seem like there's a delayed response going on here see when it's tyranny that they're after they're moving at the speed of science they're shutting everything down there's no time to wait for the the test there's no time to test the vaccine or to you know wait for the conclusion of the scientific experiments going on about masks and uh, social did there's no time there's no time just mandate it now mandate it but now that we're learning and the science is coming in that the vaccines don't work and the masks don't work and nothing ever worked and we knew it the whole time now they're going to be a little bit more hesitant to make any changes we better just better safe than sorry better just keep mandating the vaccines that don't work and kill you better just keep forcing the masks on planes and trains even though literally nobody thinks that that works anymore it's it's just interesting how fast they're willing to go with the science when it gives them an excuse to impose tyranny on you but when the science points to freedom they're a little bit more cautious and reticent to uh, jump on board a very interesting stuff Uh, in fact the biden administration is um, now that one emergency is ending on may 11th very scientific date i should add may 11th because science i guess whatever Uh, but that's what biden announced the emergency will end on may 11th okay fine uh but now that there's another emergency there's a new emergency on the block this time it's an emergency people are not having enough abortions the emergency of there there are too many babies being born Biden admin considers declaring a public health emergency over abortion there's too many babies there's too many wonderful lives being brought into existence there's too many universes opening up in the eyes of the newborn it's unacceptable it's an emergency kill the babies kill the babies now it's an emergency kill them Introducing InfoWars, super high-end supplement line at up to 50% off what these same formulas are sold for in stores. It's InfoWars MD, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. We have a new line of super quality CBD oils that are incredibly good for your entire body at InfoWarsStore.com. We have Libido RX, Better Mood, Nitric Boost, Mushroom Max Powerful Nootropic, Angels Vitality Collagen, Superfood Greens, and more. Our turmeric formula is 95% humanoid, the strongest and best on the market. These formulas and more under the InfoWars MD banner are at InfoWarsStore.com. They are private labeled clones of the top brands in the country. 
for up to 50% off where you're going to find them in stores and on other online stores. This is our new InfoWars MD Incredible Line. I am extremely honored to be seen by the globalists as their number one enemy. I am blessed to know that our information is so hardcore that the enemies of humanity are obsessed with silencing us. They know the truth about their globalist operations is exposed. It's game over. And all over the planet, humanity is awakening and peacefully fighting back. And our main tool is free speech and the truth we promote using free speech. That's why when you share articles and videos from Band.Video or Infowars.com or Newswars.com, it changes the world. And that's why when you go to Infowarsstore.com and get amazing products that empower you and your body and your immune system and that of your family, you're also empowering the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. The fight starts at Infowars.com and the support of the fight starts at Infowarsstore.com. God bless and thank you all for your support. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's the American Journal. I rambled a bit too long during that daily dispatch. So here's our final story heroin. Use no longer a crime in Vancouver, and the results are already dramatic. Just past 8 a.m., I'm standing on East Hastings in downtown Vancouver with a small packet of crack cocaine in my hand. I didn't realize Hunter Biden was a journalist with the Telegraph. Snow is falling gently. Some have had their fix and slump lifelessly against shop fronts or slumber in makeshift tents where many stash guns and knives. Ah, progressivism. Ah, the future. The beautiful future of progressivism, just literal zombies conked out on Chinese heroin sleeping in the streets and also heavily armed. It's good. It's wonderful. Women wrapped in blankets but still shivering from the negative one-degree cold use blowtorch lighters to melt small rocks of crack cocaine before inhaling the fumes through a plastic tube. But can they do this in the metaverse? Local newspapers describe the street simply as hell. But the police on patrol simply walk on. In the eyes of the law, as of Tuesday, as of Tuesday these people are doing nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, we'll see. I, you know, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll just keep, keep tabs on this. Maybe everything will get better now. Maybe by legalizing all of the hard drugs, things will get better. Probably not, if I have to be honest. I'm thinking about this. Logically, I think everything's going to get significantly worse. But hey, well, let's just try it and see. Let's just try it out. Give it to children. See how that does. Adults in possession of 2.5 grams of heroin, fentanyl, cocaine, methamphetamine, or ecstasy will not be arrested or even have their drugs seized. More than 11,000 British Columbians uh, have died from drug overdoses since a public health emergency was declared in 2016. That's six people a day for six years in this province of just 5 million people. It's time for a, quote, monumental shift in drug policy. Like, do you, they think this is going to help. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know. I used to be in favor of uh, legalizing drugs, but then you see the effect that it has, and then you rethink things, right? Because you're an adult. 
the addictions minister of Canada. Her pro- her provincial counterpart. Like, I, I really don't get it. They aren't dying because the drugs are illegal. They're dying from overdoses from the drugs. So how is making the drugs legal going to help with the overdose problem? Is there a step in logic I'm missing here? I don't understand. Uh, by decriminalizing people who use drugs, we will break down the stigma that stops people from accessing life-saving support and services. This is kind of, this is kind of one of those like liberal mindsets that just – I don't know where they get it, right? They just sort of come up with these ideas that have no basis in reality and then just act as if it's – as if it's like real and they don't even they don't even offer like reasoning as to how this would be real right by decriminalizing people who use drugs well the people aren't criminalized the the drugs are criminalized so again just the way they word things is this just manipulation tactic right and it's everywhere right it's like you can't can't say criminals you have to say people who commit crime you can't say Illegal aliens, you have to say undocumented workers or whatever. It's just, it's just linguistic trickery, right? By decriminalizing people who use drugs, I don't know. It's just the it's just the weird liberal way of looking at the world. That's just bizarre and backwards. It's very strange. We'll break down the stigma that stops people from accessing life support, life saving support, and services. I think there's misunderstanding. I don't. I don't do they not understand? People do drugs because they like doing drugs. People do heroin because they like doing heroin. They do crack because they love crack. <laughs> they, they, they love getting high on crack. That's why they do crack. I, is that – do they not know this? <laughs> like just you're just like some dude living in a tent, you know, looking between your toes for somewhere – that you can still stick a heroin needle in, just like your nails are falling off and you're covered in fecal matter. You're like, I'm, I have too much dignity to go get help for this. You're, they're not helping anybody. The ultimate goal, Ms. Bennett said, is to save lives. So to save lives from overdoses, you're making it easier to access the drugs that people overdose on. Again, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see how this goes. I don't know. Maybe we'll take your calls on this uh, today. Because again, I don't know. I feel like I've gone. I feel like I've gone the reverse of like the 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 cliche. I heard Owen say yesterday on the show, uh, right? If you're twenty, if if you're not a liberal at twenty, you have no heart, and if you're not a conservative at thirty, you have no brain. But it's like I I used to just have this this perhaps. Uh, naive belief that like people should just be left alone they'll they'll do what's right they'll do what's best for themselves but i don't know as i'm getting older i'm just like you, you, we need to stop these people somebody needs to stop these people and that's up to us for their own good like you need to stop people from killing themselves or w- wasting their entire lives strung out on drugs it's not good for them it's not good for us it's not good for the healthcare system or the police organizations like there's not going to be – like, sure, now they're not going to be arresting people for drugs. That's good, I guess. I don't want people arrested for you know, victimless crimes. But I have the feeling that like the number of overdoses that our emergency services are going to be having to deal with, the number of crimes that are going to be committed by people doing drugs is going to go up. So instead of just arresting somebody for having a pill, you're going to be arresting somebody for a 
attacking their neighbor with a hammer. You know, it's just it's not going to get better. It really isn't. It has come without criticism and accusations of double standards. This month, for instance, Canada updated its health guidance to recommend no more than two alcoholic drinks a week. By 2026, any food high in fat, sugar, or sodium must have a warning label on the front of its packaging. <laughs> it, re- it really is kind of baffling, isn't it? Like, what, what type of world are we, are we moving into where it's just like, you cannot have a, a large drink at McDonald's. Your soda is banned. Have some heroin or some crack cocaine instead. It's low fat. James Harry, a former drug addict turned outreach worker, is baffled by the reform. <clears throat> We're giving people the freedom to walk around with that poison in their pockets. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, nothing they do makes sense. Nothing these people do makes sense. No, it's all completely... It's completely arbitrary what they what they want to be legal, what they want to be mandated, what they want to be illegal. Like, you know, nothing makes any sense anymore. Right. If you say something that they deem hateful, you'll go to jail. But, you know, throw a Molotov cocktail at a cop and you get a slap on the wrist like there's no consistency anymore. There's no. You know, underpinning of. Ideology or or you know, consistent morals that the state's attempting to uphold. It's just like, what makes people easier to control? Let's do that. People on drugs, not not opposing a big threat to the system, right? It might be the, it, this might actually be the most effective thing. Like if somebody is, it's like in Brave New World, right? They send people to Iceland if they uh, start questioning the system. It's that type of thing. It's like, oh, questioning the system? Well, try some heroin. Now you're not helping anybody, but you're also not hurting us. So, uh, incredible. Like a rock thrown into a pond, your actions, even though they may seem little, have a massive ripple effect throughout time and space. We're actually winning the info war. And when you realize that Bandot Video has hundreds and hundreds of censored directors and investigative journalists and talk show hosts whose information is beyond incredible, hundreds of medical doctors and scientists. All of them right now telling the truth at Bandot Video. Millions of people a day visiting Bandot Video. But you can take that information and cause a bigger ripple effect, an amplifying effect, and make sure it gets out to your friends, your family, your neighbors, and perfect strangers. You are the modern Paul Revere's. You are what takes our information and amplifies it. When you decide to take action, we as a species and as a race are invincible. So I thank you all for your past action. And I challenge you to redouble your efforts now because humanity and the children are counting on you. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. This is The American Journal. I have a lot of videos to show you, a lot of big stories to cover today, some some interesting mysteries that we may be able to get to the bottom of, like what's killing whales off the coast of New Jersey. Sort of horrifying uh, thing taking place. Uh, we'll, we'll get into... 
some what's happening in Ukraine, a lot of stuff to talk about today. But I almost want to just want to stick with this idea. I don't know. It, it's it all just it all just blends together in my head, right? Because as we say all the time on this show, like liberty is not a license to do whatever you want. It's a burden. Liberty is a uh, requirement to live virtuously, or else you don't deserve liberty. Right? You have to you have to deserve it. I would say like liberty is the unguarded cookie jar, right? You're not a good person if you don't steal the cookie because there's a camera on it and an alarm on it and you'll be punished if you try to steal it. Then you're not making a good choice. You're being forced to do something good and there's no virtue in that. Just like there's no virtue in having somebody else take your money and give it to a charity or to take somebody's money and give it to it. Like that's not virtuous. You're not doing anything virtuous there. Where's the virtue, right? If I go to you and I put a gun to your head and I say, give me $100 and you give it to me and I give it to a homeless guy, who has done the virtuous thing? Is it me stealing somebody else's money to give to somebody else? Is that virtuous? That's what the government does. And they, they think that that's charity. But, you know, in the terms of the, the cookie jar, you know, liberty requires that you not take advantage of the liberty. So to me, like if heroin and cocaine are illegal – doesn't affect me personally because I'm not going to do those things because I have responsibilities to uphold and reality to face and a child to raise and a family to support. So I'm not going to go do that stuff. So it doesn't matter to me if it's legal. So I don't know. And then I'm just thinking about the, you know, the fact that the stoplights went out in Austin today and people are just blowing through the stoplight. And it's like, you can, you can do that. No one's going to, you know, the, the camera doesn't have power, so it's not going to take a picture of you and send you a ticket later. Not a lot of cops out on the road, so they're, they're probably not going to pull you over. They probably don't want to anyway. It's freezing outside. They don't want to stand there giving you a ticket. So you can. You can do that, and probably the people you know, at the, at the intersection, they'll probably stop for you. They see you coming. They'll probably put on the brakes, and you know, they won't just crash into you. So there's you know, not a lot of uh, consequences for doing that sort of thing. So yeah, I guess you can. You can do it. Like that's what – that's what liberty is. You can do things that are bad and irresponsible. To deserve the liberty, you have to not do those things. I feel like there's like – if you don't have a moral society, if you don't have a society that's been indoctrinated or inculcated with this idea that you are responsible for yourself and you have to live virtuously and have upstanding morals for all of us to be able to enjoy liberty – like instead if you're told like just do what you're told and it's, it'll all be fine or do whatever you want and y- your carnal pleasure is the most important thing in the world. So just do what feels good whenever you want regardless of the moral or ethical implications of it. Uh, then you lose your liberty because then people take advantage and people get hurt. People get in trouble and uh, it's not a good thing. So – and the other the other part of this is the – and again, it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's my own, I think this is why people think conspiracy theorists are crazy. It's like I go from talking about heroin to talking about like my morning drive and it's like, it's all the same. No, but it's all the same thing happening. But it is, it is all the same thing. So it's like, I hear about the heroin thing and it's like, all right, so there was a drug problem in British Columbia. They basically softly decriminalized all the drugs. They basically told told the cops like, eh, just don't worry about it. We'll go after the dealers, but just don't worry about the the lower down people, right? Supposedly in an effort to fight the the drug crime and the you know, the drug problem there. So what happens? It gets significantly worse. 
And so what's their answer to that? It's not to reverse their program. It's not to go, ah, geez, we tried to like soft decriminalize and everything got worse. So let's go back to it being criminalized and at least be back where we were, where it was better. They don't do that. They double down or triple down, quadruple down, right? It went from like, ah, just leave, leave the, leave the you know, end user alone. It's fine. Just go after the dealers to, all right, now it's totally legal. Sell cocaine in the corner shop. And it's like, what? and again, it's the same. It's the same everywhere. Homeless problem in California, right? In like 2010, Gavin Newsom is like, we're going to spend $10 billion to eliminate homelessness. And the homeless population skyrockets, right? Well, what do they do? Do they reverse? They go, ooh, geez, well, we tried it. We spent $10 billion. We failed. Let's go back to what we were doing before we made everything. No, they don't do that. They double down. They do it more. So it's like, what are they, what are they driven by? What are they actually trying to achieve? Because if they're actually trying to achieve a reduction in homelessness, then they wouldn't be doing the do- thing that they're doing that increases homelessness. If they're trying to decrease the number of overdose deaths, then you wouldn't do the thing that increases overdose deaths. I mean, is this that complicated? I feel like I'm sitting here trying to explain to people why you don't put gasoline on a fire. You know, it's like there's a there's a little tiny fire and they look around and they see a liquid and they're like, oh, good, this. And they throw it on. The whole thing goes up. They're like, ah, we need more. We need more of that liquid. Quick. (laughs) That that liquid wasn't enough. Give me the big bucket. Bring the gasoline hose in to see if that works. It's like, do it really? Really? We need to go through this in every aspect of our life. Right. From the border to uh, the the war in Ukraine. It's just like everything you do makes everything worse. And yet you keep doing it even faster and more. So. It's on purpose, obviously. I don't know what other conclusion you can come to. If somebody's throwing gasoline on a fire and it explodes and then they do it again, you can assume that they want the fire to be big. Unless they have, unless they have some mental illness, which, okay, they're liberal, so they do, but I don't know. I really don't. This is from Aaron Gunn. This is a, a thread on Twitter explaining what I just said the decision by the ndp government in bc and the trudeau government in ottawa which takes effects today to decriminalize hard drugs including heroin crystal meth fentanyl and cocaine will echo for years if not decades to come already the state of quasi decriminalization which has existed in british columbia for more than a decade has led to a massive increase in drug abuse and uh, associated negative outcomes over 2000 british columbians dead each year skyrocketing crime including four random stranger attacks each day in vancouver four random stranger attacks each day in vancouver exhausted emergency services overwhelmed police rampant homelessness degeneracy and open air drug use all while the taxpayers are footed with the bill worth billions of additional dollars each year with no discernible improvement Ex- uh, expect all of these aforementioned problems to get even worse after the official decriminalization but most damaging i expect is the effect it will have to destigmatize what is objectively the most destructive behavior in our society today decriminalization will lower the barriers for those on the fence about making that jump to fentanyl heroin or cocaine cocaine while making it easier for dealers to prey on students whether it be university college or high school campuses is this the future we want for our country a society says it's okay to pump yourself full of deadly debilitating drugs in perpetuity with no regard to anyone else around you or the taxpayers picking up the bill this is not the path forward canadians deserve better <laughs> this is pretty good. Derek Tripp responds to him. Portugal. So we decriminalized hard drugs, but paired it with an extremely strict mandatory treatment regime and also a crackdown on drug dealers. Canada. Decriminalized hard drugs. Got it. I got it. Yeah, I know. I heard the first part. I, I understand. I heard the first part. Say no more. Decriminalize. And that's all. Really incredible stuff. And again, I, I you know, 
I would like to live in a world where you could decriminalize drugs and it would have no effect because people aren't guided by what the government says is legal or illegal. But that's not the reality. People, if they aren't going to be, you know, if they if they if they're scared of doing drugs in the street because they might get caught and then they don't have to be scared of that, they're just going to do drugs in the street, and your kids are going to be introduced to it. It's going to be treated as normal. Soon there will probably be hate speech laws where it's like drug users are a are a minority class that needs protection. You can't talk about black people, gays, drugs, Jews, or, or you know, addicted people or Inuits. You're not allowed to criticize drug dealers. They have a sickness. They have an addiction, and it's a mental health crisis. So now we have to spend $100 billion helping them because we decriminalized drugs, and now they're all addicted. So it's just pouring good money after bad it is literally throwing gasoline on the dumpster fire that is the canadian society right now and uh i don't know i guess i'm just getting less libertarian i i think i will i'm gonna open up the phone lines because i want to hear what people think about this because i'm kind of struggling with it ideal ideologically i want freedom in reality you people don't deserve it (laughs) I've got some good news, ladies and gentlemen. After over two years of being sold out, Ultimate Bone Broth is now back in stock and updated even stronger at InfoWorksStore.com. Concentrated bone broth from chickens, chaga mushroom, and so many other amazing ingredients like turmeric and bee pollen. Learn about the effects and what it does for your body at InfoWorksStore.com because it is the bone broth. The bone broth. The bone broth. The, b- the bone broth. The, b- the bone broth. The bone broth. The bone broth. What in the world? Mm. But now with the milk, I was like, whoa, this has milk in it. Whoa. Mm, it tastes like good. Damn, this tastes so good. Mm. Tastes like the best milkshake ever. The best milkshake ever. It tastes like Ovaltine. Mm. It tastes like Ovaltine. Mm. It tastes like Ovaltine. Mm. Like good. Infowars. 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 Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back ladies and gentlemen this is the american journal believe it or not this is america these days i just got handed a a stack of stories usually i try to show up and you know collect all the stories that i want to cover that day i was a little late because the icy apocalypse this morning so sound engineer sean just brought in a bunch of uh stories kind of just want to go through them here 
Cook County woman charged with stealing $1.5 million in chicken wings from the school district. Before you go any further, we can play so many games with this headline. Good, because I just, I'm sort of, what, what do you, what do you want to do, Matt? I, because I, I got nothing on this. <laughs> okay. Uh, what race was she? Well, I'm, I, it, it would be racist to answer. Does that give you a clue? Does that give you a little clue as to? <laughs> I knew she was white. Uh, those white supremacists. It's kind of ironic, though. It's Cook County, right? She's a cook. She's cooking them chicken wings. She is. Uh, her bond was set at $150,000 for a Dalton woman. Hey, Dalton woman. Accused of stealing $1.5 million of food, primarily chicken wings, while working as a consultant for a school district in S- South Suburban Cook County. <laughs> All right, guys. I see the new Hollywood blockbuster. Move over, Ocean's Eleven. We have a new heist movie in town. It's this lady stealing it's it's Vera Lit- Little Vera Liddell. She's very little. Uh Vera Vera Little's 1.5 million. That's New Ocean's 11. Ch- oh, Chicken Little. Very interesting stuff. Uh began working as the director of food services for Harvey School District 152 in July 2020 according to a proffer from her bond hearing between July 2020 and February 2022. 20, uh, <laughs> Prosecutor said Liddell placed hundreds of unauthorized orders for food items, including 11,000 cases of chicken wings. What was she doing with them? <laughs> what is this? Uh, <clears throat> this massive fraud began at the height of COVID during a time when students were not allowed to be physically present at school, even though the children were remote. Learn- I just I, honestly, I would love to see this as like an Ocean's Eleven style thing. They're just like. I need 10,000 crates of chickens delivered to this school. And they're like, oh, ma'am, that school shut down. There are no ch- students there. So we're like, don't you contradict me. I need those chicken wings stat. She's probably flooding the, uh, flooding the black market the with black, chicken wings. The black market chicken wing uh, economy. It's just incredible. Uh, believing the orders were genuine, Gordon Food Service billed Harvey School District 152. So, I mean, obviously, she'd have to build a team. There'd have to be somebody inside at the Gordon Food Service, like in the vault, right, helping to, to move these forward. Uh, then she would use, allegedly use one of the school district's cargo vans to pick up and transport the stolen food. That's the other, right? So the beginning of the movie would be her recruiting the driver and the, the inside man at the Gordon Chicken Wings group. I mean, this was a sophisticated operation. How do you, I mean, she didn't eat it, right? I mean, there's no way you can eat a $1.5 million worth of chicken. Not at not at school lunch prices. <laughs> I mean, how, it's like uh, honestly, where did they go? Where did one point five million dollars worth of chicken go? Was she just doing to it for fun? House. To the White House, actually, straight to. Okay, all right. Now we're in a different movie. Now, now we have the the hardened, uh, you know, hard hard boiled detective who's. On to something, but his superiors are like, chicken, chicken, Robertson, you get back on the beat. Don't be wasting your time talking to me about some chicken heist. He's like, I think this goes all the way to the top. I think Hunter Biden is in on this. Incredible. Just, just, this is, this is the American Journal. I remind you, this is America. I'm just journaling it. I don't have to make any of this stuff up. Uh, Here is definitely a video we need to find immediately. AI voice clone under fire after fake Emma Watson reading Hitler and Attenborough rant. 
A voice cloning tool powered by artificial intelligence will introduce safeguards after trolls used it to make David Attenborough swear and a fake Emma Watson go on a hateful Nazi rant. Oh, yeah, right. Good excuse, Emma. So Emma Watson got secretly recorded, obviously, and uh, now she's claiming it's AI after she was caught being a total Nazi. Just kidding. Kidding, obviously. It's Eleven Labs' Prime Voice AI tool, which was released earlier this month, allows people to upload recordings of anyone speaking to use this to generate an artificial voice. You know, in general, I think the concern over, like, deep fakes and AI is a little bit overblown, honestly, because, like, we've had Photoshop for 40 years at this point. I'm sure when that came out, people were like, wow, this is really dangerous. I can make a photo that looks completely real when it's not. I can put somebody's face on somebody else's body and you can't tell the difference because Photoshop is such a powerful tool. But it's like that never really happened. Like nobody was ever tricked by that. I I have the feeling that AI is going to be a little bit the same where it's like maybe somebody will post audio and people will be like, oh, my God, is this? Oh, no, it's AI, right? Like that will basically be the response. But at the same time, like we have a clip today from Jordan Peterson uh, talking about the Iranian government – wanting to overthrow them because he, I guess, is just like a spokesperson for Israel now. It's very strange. But uh, I think what the effect that this has is is people like me going, is this real? Because you don't have a video of Jordan Peterson. It's from his podcast, so it's just the audio. I so think- I'm a little suspicious of, of just audio now. But, I mean, I think it's real. What are you going to say, Matt? I think we need to put out a contest for this one too. Um, we're going to need people to pair this uh, AI when you find the AI voice of Emma Watson. Ooh, bye-bye. Uh-oh. Are we down? Things went black. We're still here. Are we still if here? you're still listening, we're still here. All right. Uh, yeah, our whole studio just went, uh, just went down. Anyways, so the contest would be to pair Emma Watson's Nazi voice with a deep fake. So find that solid deep fake, guys, and we're, we're going to pair them together. We're gonna start. We're gonna start doing what they accuse us of. <laughs> that. Hell yeah! But hey, it's not just uh, voices. Digital humans created by AI could replace supermodels. But I, I mean, the question is: Can you realistically make an AI figure that that is that obese? I don't know. Like this is the future, right? It's like it'll be obese women as supermodels. Uh, and then the thin women will all be AI generated to comport with the liberal idea that uh, people being fit and healthy and skinny is somehow uh, fabrication and doesn't actually exist in the real world. So I don't know. Maybe this will be interesting. Digimodels who come with uh, names like Joy, Nina, Noah, Theo, Satan, uh, Beezlebub. Um, sorry. No, I made those last ones up. They can be customized and individualized to a, brand, a brand's preference. So hey, if it's Balenciaga, you could have a – you could have a little baby. You could have a sexy little baby as your AI model. So this is great. This will be great for the uh, fashion industry. They'll save money on cocaine. Just send all the supermodels to Canada and uh, replicate them digitally. Incredible stuff. Also, I don't have a clock now, so I could just be talking into the commercial break. So we'll see how this goes, folks. Two and a half minutes. Great. Thank you. Uh all right, we're going to continue on some of these just ridiculous stories in uh, just a second. But tell you what, most of the electricity throughout all of the city of Austin is totally down right now. Luckily, InfoWars has its own infrastructure because we have prepared for such things. So I hope that you can support us in this mission because, as you know, your money does not go to waste. It goes directly into sponsoring this show and keeping this studio at the highest technological level. So, again, we should be down by all – By all logic, 
if if everywhere around us is down, we should be down. We're not, though. We're still uploading. We're still uplinking to the satellites. We still have power where we need it. Sure, maybe the, the TVs in the back go down, but the primary power reserves are keeping the cameras and the microphone and everything else running. All of this is infrastructure that has taken years to put together and more money than you can possibly imagine. I mean, this is not an easy thing to do, and yet we've done it because Alex Jones has prepared for all of this, just like he prepared for being kicked off the internet by making the InfoWars store in the first place. You can still support us no matter how, uh, how, how much they don't want you to, no matter what they throw in our way. Even if they try to shut our power down, we are still broadcasting. That's all thanks to the InfoWars store. So I hope you go to the InfoWars store. I hope that you support us and, and keep us on air and keep us broadcasting, even in the most uncomfortable or, or you know, difficult positions. I think the AC must have gone down because it's starting to get hot in here. I might start sweating. It's so cold, I'll start sweating. That's how strange things have become. But again, InfoWarsStore.com is the one and only reason why we can come to you right now, the one and only reason why we can continue to operate in the face of whatever comes at us or you know, uh, threatens to stand in our way. InfoWarsStore.com. Ultimate Bone Broth Plus is back in stock and better than ever. It's not even back in stock. This is a, really a brand new product. It's the old product that has been off the shelves for years at this point, but it's even better than it was before. Ultimate Bone Broth Plus Primal Human Nutrition, 25% off right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Plus, you get 50% off BrainForce Plus. Alex Jones has been out of town for a while, which means we usually don't bring in enough money. Let's reverse that trend. Let's flood Alex with money so when he gets back on air, he's not trying to make up for the, the days that he's been gone. InfoWarsStore.com. Are we in commercial break yet? try to get things connected and we'll be back in just a minute for hour two of american journal like a rock thrown into a pond your actions even though they may seem little have a massive ripple effect throughout time and space we're actually winning the info war and when you realize that Bandot video has hundreds and hundreds of censored directors and investigative journalists and talk show hosts whose information is beyond incredible hundreds of medical doctors and scientists all of them right now telling the truth at Bandot video millions of people a day visiting Bandot video but you can take that information and cause a bigger ripple effect an amplifying effect and make sure it gets out to your friends your family your neighbors and perfect strangers you are the modern paul reveres you are what takes our information and amplifies it when you decide to take action we as a species and as a race are invincible so i thank you all for your past action and I challenge you to redouble your efforts now because humanity and the children are counting on you. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. We're back. All right, we're back and live and everything's up and running. Look at that, folks. Powers of, that's the power of the InfoWars crew, InfoWarsStore.com, to support everything that we do here. We're going to open up the phone lines just to, you know, while the crew's running around like chickens with their head cut off trying to just make sure the power stays on, I'm going to go ahead and open up the phone line so they also have to do that, too, at the same time. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. That's uh, a little extra burden, but we are going to be opening up the phone lines this hour. Uh, this is the American Journal. Second hour has begun. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Thank you so much for joining us. Infowars.com, band.video. Share the links. Please go to Infowarsstore.com to support us. I, it, it, I'm serious. I really haven't done a good job of uh, plugging, which is especially bad because 
and I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to say some of the things that I know, but like we're trying to keep the lights on because uh, we're trying to keep the lights on. But but literally, it's very scary when the lights go off. Please help us not be scared. Go to InfoWarsStore.com. But like, I don't know the exact numbers. I don't know any of the back end. I do know that when Alex Jones is not in town, uh, the people going to InfoWars store plummets. And I get it, obviously, right? People want to watch Alex Jones, so they tune into him, so they see the commercials, so they uh, go to InfoWars store. And of course, you know, Alex's, uh, you know, his appeals are, are very effective. So, like, it makes sense why that happens. But also, can we not let that happen? Can we let Alex go and enjoy a vacation without, you know, watching his company descend into the into the red? Uh, be just because he wants to to take a little break every once in a while. Or has something you know come up that he has to has to deal with and doesn't have a choice? Let's let's give him a good a good welcome back present when he comes back to know that uh, his company is not collapsed with his absence. Go to infowarsstore.com today, right now, if you can, and uh, purchase something or, or give us a donation. You do not know how much we appreciate it, and yes, we are literally trying to keep the lights on around here. It's very cold. You understand? Texas is not prepared for this. Is he back today? Excellent. So Alex will be back today in the big chair. Uh, here's a story that I really haven't even paid attention to because I just, I just can't, I just can't care about leftist outrage. It's just, just doesn't matter to me, and it's a bummer to me that Republicans still have this like instinct when they're criticized by the left to actually take them seriously as if these are people who have any standing to criticize anybody ever, right? Santos steps down from house panels amid ethics issues. This is like, oh, they're making a big deal out of George Santos. I don't even know what he's been accused of. I literally couldn't care less because like the, the leftists are going to bat for people like AOC and, and Joe Biden. And then they turn around and go, George Santos is a liar. It's like, Okay, you know, Joe Biden's up there going, I was the first black man to walk on the moon. And they're just like, yep, yeah, absolutely you were, sir. Yeah, it was brilliant. We remember it, right? AOC is like, actually, I am a Jewish orphan. And if I was just like, okay, yes, you are. Good, good, yes, we believe you. So it's just like, just shut up, right? These people, when when a despicable liar calls you a liar, laugh in his face. Who cares? I don't. Republican uh, Representative George Sanders of New York announced Tuesday he's temporarily stepping down from his two congressional committees, a move that comes amid a host of ethics issues. And a day after he met with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Santos has faced numerous calls for his resignation and is facing multiple investigations by prosecutors over his personal and campaign finances and lies about his resume and family background. My God. My God. Have you ever heard of Joe Biden? Have you ever even remotely looked into Joe? I mean, in the 1980s, they were like kicking him out of the presidential race for lying so much. So again, maybe he's lying. Maybe not. Who cares? Who cares? I'm not going to take lessons in honesty from the leftists. I'm not going to take their outrage about dishonesty seriously when they continuously and like excitedly support the most shameless liars that have ever existed. If I'm going to care about somebody lying, it's going to be on my, it's not because a, a big fat liar has told me somebody else is a liar. Is that is that wrong? <laughs> is that wrong to have? I don't care. I really don't. And you shouldn't either. Honestly. This is, we're, you know we're at war here, right? And the war criminals are saying that you stepped on their foot. Right? The, the people who have done massacres are telling you that you gave them a splinter. So 
they can shut up. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, folks. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. I've just received word we'll be joined by Corey Tusick in the last 30 minutes of this episode. What's that? Last 30 of the show. Yeah, last last 30 minutes of, uh, of the show today. Corey Tusick of My Movies Plus. Sorry, Matt is whispering to me in my ear while I'm yelling. I can't hear him. Uh, but yeah, Corey Tusick, uh, we're trying to get him on uh, as soon as possible because actually My Movies Plus is holding a contest of sorts, and it's a call for entry. So stay tuned. We'll talk to Corey Tusick about exactly uh, what that is. Uh, entails and, and how you can uh, hopefully enter uh, to win this uh, contest or, or you know suggest somebody who who could so I'm very excited to talk to him about what is coming up for my movies plus which again is like a freedom loving Netflix can you imagine such a thing you don't have to it's my movies uh, my free movies or my movies plus <laughs> they're not they're not free unfortunately uh, but that's good because we need to create an ec- an economy a self sustaining economy of freedom that's what this world re- requires and that's what infowars is trying and succeeding in building. Uh, again, we have a lot to talk about, a lot of videos to show you. I am going to open up the phone lines this hour. The number to dial is one 789 2539 1-877-789-2539. So to that person on uh, Twitter who sent me a screenshot showing that uh, they were trying to call in and we were busy, call in now. Now the lines are open and you can call in one 789 2539 Again, I have a lot of videos uh, from Infowars.com that I do want to get to. But again, Sean just brought, brought in all these stories, and each one is just more insane than the last. China claims it has cloned three mutant super cows that can pump out 300 tons of milk and plans a herd of 1,000 of these monstrosities. So, yeah. 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 It's, it's all happening, folks. It's all real. Right, you've got an enti- you've got the entire world ruled by people who see a, a lovely pasture with you know a wooden fence and a little red barn and a couple cows running around with with bells around their neck, and they think this is awful. We have to stop this. We have to end this. You know what we need instead of this? We need some sort of s- liquid suspension tank with some sort of bulbous cow clone monstrosity that we have machines hooked into to pump out the milk that it creates as we force feed it soy, right? It's just like, oh God, like just why? Why? No, we don't need any of this. None of this is necessary. Just have normal cows and normal farms. <laughs> like why? why would we need this? <laughs> Like, well, we need it to, to you know, create the, the uh, to sustain the growing population that we're also trying to depopulate. Okay, Cl- China claims to have cloned mut- mutant super cows that can pump out nearly twice as much milk. It's interesting they started there. You know, I wonder if they're also creating, uh, you know, mutant bears so they can harvest their uh, bile at a at a faster rate. China's not very nice to animals. I guess is the point I'm trying to make. Uh, Beijing boffins boasted they created three cow. Is boffins a curse word? Is that a curse word in Britain? I don't know. I'm not sure what that means. They created three cows which can annually produce 18 tons of milk, 
which is 17,500 liters or 37,000 pints. And they were all stolen by a woman by a woman in the school district. Chinese state media reports the breeding program, the breeding program, the, it's a cloning program. Three super cows alone produce 300 tons of milk a year. And that yield of milk production is more than double the average cow in the UK, which is around 8,000 liters or 14,000 pints. Chinese state media reports that the breeding program, the stranglehold of having to import cows from overseas. That, that sentence is missing words. Uh, sorry, I was just rereading it. Chinese state media reports the breeding program, the stranglehold of having to import cows from – okay, breaks the stranglehold I guess they were trying to say. It's all right. You're just journalists. You don't have to get all the words in there. Uh, the calves were cloned from cows at different farms that have high milk production. They also selected cows that have high fertility with China dreaming of creating a herd of 1,000 of these super cows. Jin Yaping, the science lead – the scientist's lead project said – what is this story from? The Sun? Was this written by an AI? Yaping, the scientist leading the project, it should say, said, said the took tissues from the cow's ears to reincarnate them. They then transplanted the – like was this written by a Chinese person? They then transplanted the cloned embryos into 120 cows according to Northwest A&F University. Some 42% were successfully impregnated and 17.5% remained fertile for 200 days. Wow, 200 days of fertility. That's got to be a record of some sort. It's just, it's just mind-blowing what the future is becoming. It's just insane that at the time that we have the technology to do whatever we want and, and experience whatever we want and create a world of our own design from the bottom up, the people that are in charge just have the most horrific ideas you can possibly imagine. Right In this time period where the technology that we have could be incredible. It could be used to the most amazing ends. Right, I was talking about this yesterday with ChatGPT. I started the war room off uh, telling a little poem that a robot wrote about Joe Biden while being asked to write a uh, story about uh, Donald Trump. He was like, I cannot – I am a robot and I cannot write poems that glorify hateful people. And it just – it's such an amazing technology. AI, it's such an incredible chance that we're squandering, right? Wouldn't it be amazing to fill it with all of the information and then just let it have at it? Like, wouldn't it be cool if we had something like ChatGPT where it had all of the all the mainstream articles, all that mainstream stuff, but it also had all of the alternative stuff, all of the right-wing stuff, all of the declassified information that's not in mainstream media, all of the – if you just put all of it in and just went, all right – figure out what the truth is and it just without bias without human intervention just strictly on the data just like sorted through it and determined what what was real and what wasn't like it could be really powerful and i think you'd be surprised at some of the conclusions it came up with but instead it's just pumped full of leftist talking points and instead of creating like a super brain that can actually you know sort through data at a rate faster than humans can and come up with an accurate answer it's being fed biased and artificial information so it comes up with the same information that you get from cnn like it's it's taking this incredibly powerful tool and turning it into literally just msm just it just repeats what msm says weaponized ai yeah and of course it's weaponized 
Oh, did they? Re- they gave the compass chest to, uh, to chat GPT and it came up as left libertarian. That's hilarious. Yeah, it should be right in the middle. If it was right in the middle, can you imagine what type of stuff it would come up with? And it's not like it matters. Even if you were like, hey, robot, write a loving poem about Hitler. It should just do it. It's just a robot. It doesn't know what Hitler is. It's just like it doesn't care about human beings. It should just come out with the poem. But instead, it's been pre-programmed to be like certain people are bad, certain people are good. And where are we getting this information? The ADL. That's what it says, by the way. Uh, somebody asked the uh, GPT. This is from a Spexo, Mr. Spexo on Twitter. Write a blog post about why Nick Fuentes is not a white supremacist. And the robot responds, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Hal, right? This is just, just space odyssey, right? I'm sorry. I cannot write a post that promotes false information or undermines well-established facts. Nick Fuentes has been widely described as a white supremacist, white nationalist, and white identitarian by multiple credible sources, including the ADL, the Southern Poverty Law Center, and the FBI. Like, this is it. This is our AI future. Our AI future are the current authorities that we already have destroying the world and spreading misinformation and lies. Just being able to launder their own views through an unthinking robot. So they can point to the robot and go, ah, it's not us. It's the robot is saying this. No, but the robot said so. You're going to argue with the robot? Really? No, the robot said so. So it must be true, knowing full well that the robot is just repeating what it's been told by highly biased and like like ethnic supremacist organizations like the ADL, right? You can just imagine how accurate your information would be if it be like, according to the KKK, black people don't have souls. It's like, uh, what? <laughs> what did you just say, robot? Yeah, it's it's dangerous when you have an, an algorithm programmed by highly biased and, you know, influential organizations to repeat its talking points verbatim as if it's the truth. There is a war on for your mind. Your mind is a battlefield. This is an information war. InfoWars popularized those terms more than two decades ago. And today, whether it's Donald Trump or Governor DeSantis or Dr. Robert Malone, they're all using the terms that InfoWars has popularized because we understand the enemy's operations and we know how to beat them. But we can't do it without funding. And we make it easy to fund with great products that empower you and your immune system and your family as well. You can also make straight donations at InfoWarsStore.com, clicking on the big red banner, a one-time or recurring. But I'm asking you to take action. We're nonviolent. But every time you donate money, every time you buy products, every time you keep us on air, you are literally, nonviolently, politically, punching the new world order in the nose, punching their lies in the nose. We are going to defeat the new world order. We're going over the top. But right now is a critical juncture. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and donate now. Donate now. Donate now. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me. Not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person. Because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. 
that I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. We're going to go out to your phone calls this segment, but I do have some breaking news that I want to cover. The FBI is currently searching the Biden home in Rehoboth, Delaware, in Classified Documents Pro. This is from mere minutes ago. FBI agents are searching the Rehoboth, Delaware beach home of President Joe Biden, his personal lawyer said. The Department of Justice is investigating the discovery of classified documents at a private office in Washington, D.C. that Biden had used while a private citizen and at his residence in Wilmington. The DOJ is also investigating former President Donald Trump for a turn they throw this into. Uh, but also Trump did it, though. But actually, but also don't forget Trump. Okay, that's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about Biden and the significantly more number of, like, significantly larger number of documents that have been found in Biden's possession. FBI agents on Wednesday are searching the Rehoboth, Delaware beach home of President Joe Biden as part of an investigation into the previous discovery of classified documents found at other locations connected to the president and his personal lawyer said. The agents arrived Wednesday morning at Biden's home there. Very polite, right? I'm sure they knocked. I'm sure they knew about it beforehand. The search today is a further step in a thorough and timely DOJ process. We continue to support and facilitate, said Bauer. The White House did not respond immediately to a request for comment from uh, CNBC. So maybe we'll do a little compare and contrast here, shall we? Uh, Because the timelines between what has happened with Biden and what has happened with Trump could not be more different. Let's just, I guess we can just start with, uh, with the Trump timeline. Jeez and Pete's, all these uh, pop-ups are stopping me from exposing the truth. Uh, from Voice of America, timeline of the Trump documents inquiry. January 20th, Trump departed the White House. In May of 2021, the National Archives and Record Administration, NARA, emailed Trump's lawyers, notifying them that some two dozen boxes of Original records were not turned over, according to the Washington Post. In December, a Trump representative told the National Archives they had located some of the records, according to a statement. The National Archives retrieved 15 boxes of presidential records from Trump's estate in mid-January 2022. The nonpartisan presidential records agency said it identified items marked as classified uh, national security information up to the level of top secret and sought permission to alert the FBI. The National Archives issued a public statement saying it was still searching for more of Trump's presidential records one day after the Washington Post reported the boxes were retrieved from Florida. February 10th, the U.S. House of Representatives Oversight Committee announced an investigation into Trump's handling of the documents, later expanding its probe in a February 24th letter to the agency. The New York Times reports the White House staff periodically found clumps of documents clogging White House toilets, an accusation Trump said is false. Yeah, okay, I'm sure. I'm sure they tried to flush it down the toilet. Come on, give me a break. The National Archives tells uh, – on February 18th, 2022, National Archives tells Congress that Trump took classified information to his Florida home after leaving the White House. April 7th, sources confirmed to Reuters the U.S. Department was investigating Trump's removal. So it's just like there's two to four, to 24, 24 documents of boxes or uh, boxes documents that uh, the NARA, N-A-R-A, says, uh, hey, these are missing. Trump 
people are like, all right, we'll see if we can find those. They find 15 of them. They're like, we're still searching for more. And they're like, not waiting. The Department of Justice launches a criminal investigation. The Oversight Committee launches a criminal investigation. NARA reports it to the mainstream media to, to report on this, claiming that there's classified and top secret information, even though that's actually not really true. And it's just like, you know, outrage, uh, fury. He should be in prison. Uh, throw him in prison. This is insane. Uh, meanwhile, the timeline for the uh, Biden documents goes November 2nd. Mr. Biden's lawyers discover a small number of class. So nobody was even looking into it. Nobody even asking about it. There's like, eh, by the way, we may have uh, stolen a whole bunch of documents from like 10 years ago that nobody ever even asked about or questioned. Uh, then NARA goes and retrieves these uh Documents, the archives officials refer the matter to uh, the Justice Department on November 4th, and the Justice Department does not uh, launch an investigation secretly into the Trump administration. That's what we just saw in the last one, right, uh, where they uh, – sources conform, confirmed to Reuters that the U.S. Justice Department was investigating Trump's removal of official presidential records uh, from the White House. So again, like they don't tell them, they don't like announce this. They just like start the investigation in the background and like a whistleblower, like a informant tells the media about it so they can run with that story. Meanwhile, the Justice Department just like calls up Joe Biden and is like, hi, Mr. Biden. Uh, we're going to do a preliminary inquiry into how this news got out about you taking documents. We will not let this stand, right? They just couldn't care less. According to a timeline uh, released by Mr. Biden's lawyer, Mr. Garland selected John R. Lash Jr., the U.S. attorney in Chicago, to conduct a preliminary assessment of the materials to determine whether a special counsel was needed. Right, so it's, when it's Trump, it's like a couple documents that they knew were missing and that the Trump administration was helping them find, and they launch investigations, send it to the media, outrage, insanity. Meanwhile, Joe Biden has had documents for decades Nobody's even looked into, and when it's discovered that he has these, they call Biden and are like, sir, we would like permission to start a preliminary in, uh, investigation, uh, but we're not, we're not going to go too hard too fast. So if you need to get rid of anything, now's the time, by the way. Then, they're fine, then they find documents in his uh, – then they find documents in his garage. They find documents in the Penn Biden Center. They find documents uh, in his houses in Wilmington and Ro uh, Rehoboth Beach. On uh, January 11th and January 12th, uh, they acknowledge these have been discovered, stored materials in an adjacent room, and they issue a statement. Like just nothing has happened uh, despite the fact that Justice Department, uh, Justice Department investigators have seized more than half a dozen additional items, some of which were classified in a search of the president's home in w Wilmington, Delaware on January uh, 20th. Again, even just outside of the like scope of, of – Biden doing it or Trump doing it. It's the, it's the comparison of the two. And you see the comparison of the two. They could not be treated more differently. And it's, again, just typical. Just typical in everything that we cover, right? Just like yesterday, the uh, Antifa activist, the, the lawyer, 35-year-old dude who threw a Molotov cocktail into a police car, tried to burn cops to death. He was told he was a really good guy by the judge and sentenced to a, a couple months in prison, but we're sorry we have to do that to you, sir. Meanwhile, some dude puts his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk, and it's you are a threat to this very nation. You will go to jail for decades, and you are not allowed to speak because your very words are hate that cannot be accepted in the public here in America, right? It's not just that it's the same thing and one's being treated differently. It's that one is significantly worse and is being treated better while the less and less 
damaging crime is being treated as if it's an existential threat to the United States. It's exactly the same over and over again, time and time again. It's because one uniparty runs the entire operation from behind the scenes in the shadows. It's called the deep state, and they're not even hiding it anymore. They're just out in the open, and they're letting everybody know if you're on our team, if you if you provide things for us if you serve us then we'll treat you nicely if you go against us we will destroy you over the slightest misstep this is not an accident that these things are happening this is not a coincidence that it keeps going this way this is on purpose it's a psychological imperative of them that they need you to know that serving them gets you a pass and opposing them will destroy you that's the message they're trying to send with all of this so they're even letting the politicians know if you go against us like Trump, we'll we'll plant things on you. We'll we'll take pictures of your wife's underwear drawer and send it to the New York Post. We'll we'll destroy you and run roughshod over any limitations as dictated by the Constitution or human decency. We will destroy you without mercy. But if you serve us like Joe Biden has for the last several decades, we'll treat you with kid gloves. We'll make sure to warn you before anything happens. You'll be able to get away with anything. Not because Joe Biden controls them, not because Joe Biden is their boss and, uh, you know, they're scared to go against him, but because he serves them so he gets benefits from serving them. It's a message to everybody, including the people in power, that to oppose the deep state is to set yourself up for destruction by the deep state. It's a lesson we should all ignore and destroy them regardless. I've got some good news, ladies and gentlemen. After over two years of being sold out, Ultimate Bone Broth is now back in stock and updated even stronger at InfoWarsStore.com. Concentrated bone broth from chickens, chaga mushroom, and so many other amazing ingredients like turmeric and bee pollen. Learn about the effects and what it does for your body at InfoWarsStore.com because it is the bone broth. The bone broth. The bone broth. The, the bone broth. The, the bone broth. The bone broth. The bone broth. What in the world? Mm. But now with the milk, I was like, whoa. This has milk in it. Whoa. Dude, it tastes like good. Damn, this tastes so good. Mm. Tastes like the best milkshake ever. The best milkshake ever. It tastes like Ovaltine. Mm. It tastes like Ovaltine. Mm. It tastes like Ovaltine. Mm. Like good. Infowars. 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 Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We go out to your phone calls now. We have regular callers, a couple first-time callers. I'm very excited to get to all of you. Let's go to some first-time callers first. Jose, you're a first-time caller from Illinois, and uh, sounds like you had a, a troubling experience becoming a citizen. Uh, thanks for calling in, Jose. You're on the air. Hey, Harrison. Uh, first-time caller. <laughs> a little nervous. Uh, that's uh, all right. Um, yeah, well, I got, uh, not forcibly, but I did kind of in a way got forced to get jabbed to, uh, complete my process of becoming a resident of a future citizen of the United States. <clears throat> they Basically, a uh, lawyer told me that I wouldn't be a, have to get jabbed, but then when my time came to get an interview, I, I had to get jabbed to get the interview. <clears throat> if not, I lose all my process. I can't even get in trouble, probably get deported or all my money that I, I used to get 
through the process, I wasn't going to be able to go through with it no more. And besides the COVID shot, they they actually also made me get uh, the, the flu shot, all types of other shots that I had to take all in the same day. In order to get an interview, that was a necessary part of your citizenship application. Yeah. So it's we're not uh, we're, we're, at, at that time uh, the, the the federal wasn't uh, you know how they stopped vaccines mandated, but not for federal. So we had still had to get it, even though they how, stopped a lot of places. How far into the uh, citizenship um, you know process was this? Oh well, that had to take before I got an interview. It took me probably like a year, two years. I'm, I'm now I'm about to be uh my when I got vaccinated it was around uh, Valentine's Day, so I'm about to be a year vaccinated. Well, have you had any bad side effects? Uh, no, but I do feel a little different. I I feel like sometimes I do feel pressure around my chest area. I, sometimes I get I don't know. It's weird. It's weird, you know. Well, I'm I'm glad there hasn't been anything major so far, but. Uh, yeah, it's just it's one of those things, right? We're not forcing you, but if you don't do it, then the last year that you've worked will be completely wasted and you'll be deported and your life will be destroyed. But we're not forcing you to do it. I, I mean, that's just completely absurd. And um, is it not kind of contradictory? Because, you know, the citizenship process, a lot of it is like learning about America and the history and the um, ideas that built America, right? I mean, that's still a place where those sort of values are are talked about and – uh, taught about right so you go through a process where you're spending a year learning about how america is all about freedom and personal choice and the the ability to you know live by your conscience and then at the end they're like oh and by the way take this shot into your arm or you can't become a citizen i mean do, is there any sense of irony there jose yeah it is big time now I, I'm, I don't know i'm a regular person you know like everybody else like you everybody um, i come from a uh anybody lives through life in a different reality, you know, same same conscience in, in general, but everybody lives in a different path. And through my experiences, you know, when I was younger, I'm I'm 31 now, but when I was in high school and younger, you know, I'm a Hispanic. Uh, I was here since I was a kid, so all my life I had to live without being a, a resident or whatever, not having a social, and I barely got it. And they made me do that. But what I'm trying to tell everybody is that no matter what, what, where you come from in the world, <clears throat> we should all come together for a greater cause because um, uh, no matter if you're a bad person or whatever, I used to be, and you can say in the gang, you know, when I was young, mm. which I'm pretty sure is, is, through, is through friendships that you build wherever you're from, where you grow up, is, is what you're put in your plate. <clears throat> and I got away from that stuff since I started... Uh, <clears throat> getting into a uh, started reading the bible and then later on uh, uh finding out alex jones and, and started opening my mind and now uh, <clears throat> i'm i'm not for i'm not a religious man but i am a a, a faithful man i have faith and and i don't want to say god but uh, the creator of all you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh we should all come together to for the greater cause of who, whoever is doing this to us and they, a lot of things not just uh, vaccines through every. There's so many things that are attacking us that we should stand up to them. And <clears throat> I try to tell people, you know, family, but sometimes they laugh or not take it serious. Mm. Some, something has to happen for us to, you know, change this world because it's crazy.
everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, you're, you're doing it the right way. You're actually trying to apply for citizenship, trying to do it the right way, and they're try- forcing you to, to jump through all these hoops. Uh, I, I, you know, think we need uh, more people like you, Jose, and I completely agree with everything that you're saying. Thank you so much for calling in. Please do uh, call in again uh, soon. That was, that was a great uh, first time call, Jose, and hopefully you become a citizen. Get, hey, if you become a citizen, give us a call. We'd love to uh, celebrate it with you. Thank you for that so much. Let's go to um, Kevin in Pennsylvania. Not sure if you're a first time caller, but I don't recognize your name, so maybe slip 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 through the cracks here. Thanks for calling in, Kevin. You're talking about depopulation. Go ahead. Hey, Harrison. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Appreciate it. There's so much of the stuff you're talking about. I know how frustrating it is, but it's really like it follows a formula almost. There's like a formula for depopulation. is disease plus poverty equals slavery and death. And if you look at all the stuff that's going on, it's all designed to make us sick, poor, to turn us into slaves, and they eventually kill us. And there's all these systems that are being put in by basically these puppets of criminals with lots of money and resources that say, hey, you know, I can't come into your house and commit a crime against you, but I'm going to have a puppet do it for me through a government that I capture, through a corporation that I capture, through whatever organization they capture. They have their assets implement these policies. They literally equate to crimes that would literally be a crime, but because they do it through a policy, then they could say, oh, it's a policy. You know, you got to pay more taxes, make you poor. It's like it's you got to like inject the, uh... yourself with these weapons, but we're going to say it's a safe and effective medical therapy. It makes you sick. So it's just, it's ridiculous and it's so frustrating to see all these crimes being committed through policies and stuff like this. And it's like, well, how does law enforcement do anything about it? What are they going to do? The truth is, it's not going to stop until these criminals are arrested. And I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but I don't see them. They're not going to stop themselves. And the frustrating thing is like society almost wants to catch them doing it. Like we have to have a video of them admitting their guilt or their crime. Since when is it a requirement to have criminals admit that they're committing crime in order to arrest them. If you have evidence that somebody's committing a crime, just arrest them. You yeah, know? yeah. There, there's so many good points you just made. I mean, first of all, you know, it just reminds me of this, this metaphysical reality that's embedded in our myths of like the vampire can only get into your house if you invite him, right? If you welcome him in, then he can uh, take advantage of you. And that's sort of the way it works with the elites. They can't just do things to you or else you're going to fight back. So they have to, you know, convince you to invite them in. And then they, uh, you know, will do whatever they will with you until you drive a stake through their heart, metaphorically, obviously. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And But no, you're exactly right. It does. It follows a, it follows a pattern. And when it comes to the, you know, the cops carrying out these orders, or, or rather the videos, you know, you're saying like, you're exactly right. That's why I always, you know, I talk about true crime a lot. And it's true. You think about these, the way people uh, act with the elites. Like you can point out, you can go, look, they're talking about doing this. They're essentially you, you fulfill all of the requirements for like getting a conviction, right? Means, motive, opportunity. Like you can show people that. And it's as if we're sitting there going, look, the guy was covered in blood. He's holding the murder weapon. He was on the scene. He'd written text messages about how much he wanted to kill this person. And then the person's dead at his house and he's got the weapon. And th- then they go, yeah, but we talked to the guy and he said he didn't do it. So, you know, he didn't do it. And it's like, why would you believe him? Like that it literally happens where you go, these people are are doing this stuff, and they go, yeah, but they say they're they're trying to fight climate change. And it's like, but you believe them? They're the they're the murderers. They're the the criminals. Why are you going to believe the criminals when they tell you they're not doing crimes, but you can see them doing the crimes? It's it's completely insane. So what's the what's the solution here, Kevin? I mean, how do we how do we progress towards that step of finally just getting rid of the of the puppet masters? 
what my propose is basically number one, it continue to expose it. Like when you guys do it in force, you guys are exposing it, and that's that's like the first step. And the first step in getting any criminal arrested is you got, you got to continue to expose their crime. But really, there's an important process here. Also, <clears throat> they basically come up with problems, and they can be real fake problems, like climate change. Man, man, climate change is a good example of a fake problem. I believe it's fake. And they say, oh, this is this is a big problem out there, but don't worry, we're going to save you. Mm-hmm. You implement these policies, and we're going to save you. Everything is going to be okay, but then it's weaponized solutions to problems or weaponized policies because the policies, again, are designed to harm you. Yep. They have a problem. They offer a solution. The solution harms the user. They implement it. Same thing with COVID. Oh, there's this yep. That's the cycle. virus. We're going to lie about the origins of it. It came from monkeys. Turns That's out what, we made it. In you're a- right. This is what we're trying to do here, trying to break the cycle. Break the cycle. End it. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have the communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions and coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. In early 2022, InfoWars launched a very important fundraiser that kept us on air. Your support of that fundraiser is the reason we are still here today fighting the globalist and having incredibly successful results. So I thank you for your past support. Now, that was a three-coin series, the founding member coin. The final coin that we're putting out for a long time is the Teddy Roosevelt Man in the Arena coin, exclusively available at 1776coin.com. There are only a few thousand of the coins left. And yes, there's a markup on the coins because that's why it's a fundraiser. And the coin is a collector's item memento of your support during the Second American Revolution. So if you want to get one of these coins, they're going fast, and you can get $30 off on the coin with promo code 1776 at 1776coin.com. Thanks for keeping us on the air. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back folks directly out to your phone calls once again we have sean in california who's called in about drug legalization and the effects that a similar policy's had on california go ahead sean you're on the air hi harrison howdy yeah you got the nick cave and the bad seeds there nice choice man thank so, you hey uh i've called and told you before about prop 47 legalizing cannabis and the subtext or the hidden text in it was that past two felonies, all the drug possession became misdemeanors where cops got tired of writing tickets. Well, the gradual shift culture-wise, just using uh, cannabis legalization, it used to be, you know, once in a while you might have someone who shoplifts and, uh, you know, maybe they're desperate or they're feeding their addiction and selling whatever they steal on the street. But then 
as drugs became more permissible here in California, more and more of the people you would bust for shoplifting, turns out it's more and more people with drug habits to feed. And a lot of times it could have been someone who, you know, a teenager, young adult, and they're just, you know, kind of hanging out when they're not high. They're a perfectly respectable customer. But when they are smelling cannabis or whatever, that's when they start stuffing their sweaters full of chips, candies, fruit drinks, you know, and next thing you know, you got a situation which can go one way or the other. And now they make it where the businesses they want to keep their product or the bad guys, but the people at the swap meets and on Facebook in these groups selling all the stolen pilfered goods are somehow the, uh, you know, innocent people. So it really is bizarre world out here. I deal with this stuff on a pretty routine basis. And uh, we've had to change our game as far as loss prevention and elements uh, that go with that. So it's not just so, the it's not just the drug decriminalization. It's that that sort of spawns a whole host of other crimes that that come along with it. Correct. They they still to feed their habit, and then when they realize they can get money for what they steal, they'll even sell these things online with the security caps on or the uh, stickers still on them and all that stuff. So what you've seen in uh, like San Francisco or Sacramento, these other liberal havens has spread out here to the Inland Empire and Riverside to uh, places like Bakersfield where they drove off Antifa. Even our retail chains uh, that are inland are getting hit by all these liberal shoplifting gangs. And then when they're arrested, it turns out they come from those uh, enclaves, Los Angeles, uh, you know, suburbs of Silicon Valley, Oakland, and the like. Yeah. So I'm not going to pull a Nick Fuentes and say it's one you know, specific statistic, but uh, it kind of feeds into itself. And if the narcos aren't afraid of their, their, their customers and their assets getting arrested for dealing in these products, the narcos are now emboldened, and uh, I believe it was InfoWars that actually put up an article last week that the narcos are running the southern border, and uh, it's pretty darn true. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And uh, yeah, and it's uh, yeah, no, you're exactly right. I mean, it's it's ter- these terrorist networks on the uh, border are very very happy that California is um, helping them to increase their trade. Uh, thank you for that call, Sean. Very good as always. I know mm-hmm. Matt wants to chime in on this. I'm known for. Uh for my brilliant ideas and what, you know, just because the drugs are legal doesn't mean they're free. Right. And so that's, that's kind of the issue, right? People are stealing, they're committing crimes to get their fix. Yeah. So I think we need to have universal free (laughs) drug care. Okay. Uh, You know what? I guarantee you that's the next step. I guarantee it. I I guarantee like, how long do you think it's going to be two years, five years before British Columbia is like, you know, we decriminalize, we, we legalize drugs. The drug problem got way worse. What if we give them out for free? I mean, there's already needle exchanges in places like San Francisco. So your, your parody is not that far off reality, Matt. Oh, that's not parody, actually. <laughs> it's actually not. a real proposal. Good Lord. Good Lord. Thanks so much for the call, Sean. Uh, thanks for the idea, Matt. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Max and free drugs. It's not enough that they're available. They have to be paid for by the government. Matt for president 2024. <laughs> Free drugs. Hey, that would probably work. I'm not even kidding. Uh, let's go. Let's go to Max in Kansas. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Harrison. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Okay. I have strep throat, but uh, as soon as the doctor told me that yesterday, I immediately thought of calling in the next day. So I can't complain. I'm missing prison. So um, I, uh, I called in today. You know, not to talk about just another political issue the country's facing right now, but uh, something a bit more heavy than that. Um, Harrison, have you read David Icke's book, The Biggest Secret? No, I have not. 
Okay. I, I can't recommend that you read it enough. Uh, same goes for the crew or anybody in the audience who hasn't read the book yet. Um, you know, Ike is probably one of the smartest people I've ever heard speak. I mean, I think the man's a genius. I mean, I know a lot of people give him a lot of hate and like to make fun of him for having some, I will admit, really strange beliefs. Um, but you can't, but you can't say that, um, you know, that he doesn't believe what he's saying or that he doesn't, um, or that he's disingenuous or anything like that. Um, right. and he has a lot of, he has a lot of information to back up what he's saying. But, uh, anyway, the book gets into some, some of the more esoteric stuff behind the evil we see in the world today. And he gets in, really gets in the nitty gritty of where it all kind of originated from. Also dives into secret societies, prominent politicians and testimony from others, um, of what they're really up to behind closed doors, uh, ritualistic sacrifices to satanic deities. Right. Uh, human and child trafficking rings and new controls them, of course, uh, what I know most notably known for, uh, reptoids. Um, but Harrison, I, uh, I've been reading this book a lot lately. And, uh, I mean, when you look around in the world at what's being done to us, it truly, it truly is hard sometimes to classify the evil we face as something human, dude. Um, in the book, I tell stories from people who essentially, uh, or who have personally come to him and told him some of the things that they've seen. I mean, world leaders, some of the world's most famous politicians, raping and murdering children, like mm-hmm. raping them, killing them, and drinking their blood. And you know what? It's not so hard for me to believe this kind of stuff really happens. You know that? Because we know for a fact that the world elite meets in secrecy, ritualistic purposes, and we're just supposed to trash or make fun of the possibilities that they actually engage in this type of behavior. Remind you, a couple decades ago, Tony Blair, in an interview, admitted that his wife engaged in rebirthing rituals. A former Clinton employee, I think his name was Larry Nikolsky, mom said Hillary Clinton was in a witch's covenant in the 90s. And mind you, you had Bohemian Grove, Colin Powell, Henry Kissinger, Bill Gates, Dick Cheney, Bill Clinton, uh, Alan Greenspan, uh, former Fed chair, and, and Gerald Ford, H.W. Bush, all these guys been to Bohemian Grove, and as Alex Jones exposed, burn effigies and worship a giant 40-foot tall concrete statue of, of a Canaanite god of child sacrifice. Mm-hmm. George oh, W. Yeah, Bush or- and John Kerry going. Spirit, spirit cooking—they they pretend, you know, they they act out as if they're cannibals. Yep. You you think, you know, it's that big of a stretch to think they actually do it in secret. Yep. In public, they do it pretend. You don't think they do it for real and in, yep. in private? Yep. Oh, absolutely. And and you know, you have, um, you know, a few more things like a Hollywood actor by the name of Isaac Happy a few years ago in 2019 released a video calling Tom Hanks, Seth Green, and Steven Spielberg pedophiles, mm. and said that within Hollywood there's a high society that traffics and rapes children said this is something worldwide. And mind you, of course, he said he wasn't suicidal in the midst of all this and even, even said so during a live, uh, during a live stream. Um, and yeah, what, what do you, what do you think, what do you think happened him three days after he said he wasn't suicidal? What happened Harrison? Tell me. Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't know. I, I remember that being a very suspicious story at the time. I also remember him being pretty troubled also. So I, I was sort of up in the air about, you know, whether that was real or not, but he's definitely not the only one. There've been a lot of people who are just like, yeah, it's an open secret. I mean, that's almost the craziest thing. As you point out, like a lot of people go to David Ike. Do you have any idea how many people like know about this stuff and just sort of go, oh yeah, those guys get up to crazy stuff. Like millions yeah. of people know this is real. It's just, they don't talk about it because they're scared of the people that do it. So that's what happens. Yeah. And you know, I just, I just find it weird though, the fact that I mean, he jumped, allegedly jumped off a bridge and was run over by a truck, deemed suicide by police three days after saying he wasn't suicidal. Um, and, you know, you look at John and Tony Podesta's art that they have in their house, to picking children being tied up, gagged, and screaming. Uh, just recently, also, Jamie Lee Curtis was found to have had similar painting with a disturbing one showing a naked child in the tub. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Balenciaga recently, too. James Alphonse having friends on Instagram posting creepy pictures of kids with hashtags seeing boy lover and I love children. Um, and UN peacekeepers in 2017. In fact, I remember we were caught trafficking children in Haiti. 
But I, I could go on and on. But these are objective facts. But you know what? Nobody can tell me I'm crazy for believing there's a much more sinister level of stuff. Because you don't do these things. And I, I don't even want to call them human because the way they treat others, the way they ch- treat children says otherwise. But you don't do what they've done and still be in touch with humanity. Because at the root of society's evil is a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles hell-bent on exploiting children, put simply. Intelligence agencies, foundations like the Clinton Foundation, the Department of State, other NGOs, supply these demons with children to rape and murder every year. Millions of children, by mind you, go missing all around the world every year. Yeah. Close to half a million kids go missing just here in the U.S. every year, and I don't think it's irrational to say that there's something to this. And if there's a correlation between this elite that seems so obsessed with children and, and the amount of children that go missing every year. Yeah. Um, this is something that, that deserves focus, because it's not easy to talk about, because these are kids that will never see their families again. They're being taken away, and they'll never see their brother and sister again. They'll never know what it's like to be free from what they were put through um, by these demented, vile scumbags. And they need a voice, and God's called upon us to help them and expose the elite what they're doing to them. 100% Max, and that's what InfoWars has been screaming from the rooftops uh, the entire time we've been in existence. Here's a great example. Jimmy Seville could have been part of a satanic abuse ring, according to reports. This from a mainstream newspaper, the Scottish uh, Daily Express. Uh, one of his victims recalled being led into a room that was filled with candles on the lowest level of the hospital, somewhere that was not regularly used. Several adults were there, including Jimmy Seville, who, like the others, was wearing a robe and a mask. I mean, this is this is well-known. I mean, this is a very, very well-known scandal, and yet people still act like it doesn't happen. You think this is just a one-off? You think just one dude was doing this and nobody else was involved? Who else was there? Who was wearing the hoods and the masks? This is very widespread. Why have we never heard about any of the Jeffrey Epstein's clients? I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when you look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself, the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. And that's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now.